guys. I'm Steve Freeman. Welcome back to the Steve Freeman Podcast. I am, of course, your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling record producer, entertainment entrepreneur, car lover, Funko Pop collector, studio owner. I do it all because I love it all. Thank you guys for being here once again. Hope everybody had an amazing Memorial Day weekend. We are going to be talking about songwriting, the price of fame, and the new show on NBC, Songland, and how it plays into the sharks we hear about, and basically, artists and songwriters being taken advantage of, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. If you're new to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, any of the formats, even YouTube, subscribe to the podcast. All you have to do is click that subscription button Make sure that you hit the bell icon so that you're notified every time I upload a new episode of the podcast or anything else. Who knows? Got a lot of stuff planned coming up. If you're not following me across social media, do that as well. It's at the Steve Freeman everywhere. I want to jump into today's topic because it is a topic that touches near and dear to my heart, which is songwriting, because that's how I make my living for the most part, other than producing records. Um, there's a new show on NBC. Uh, it's from Adam Levine from Maroon 5 and the producers of The Voice called Songland. And the purpose of this show is kind of like what they do with American Idol and The Voice and America's Got Talent. But this show is is focused on finding great songwriters, not so much artists, but songwriters. And... It's got a lot of people excited because, you know, everything up to this point has always been about, you know, finding the next great actor, the next great, you know, chef or the next great artist. But this show is all about songwriters. And I have to say, I was a little leery when I when I initially heard about this, I was going to be anxious to see what all comes out about the rules of the show, the contestants of the show and the contracts. Because I've worked with, written with, and produced several people who have been on American Idol uh, or The Voice, and I always love hearing their stories once they get off of the show about the the contractual situation and things they had to give up and the things they had to sign, the things they can't do because they went on the show. And so when I started seeing details come out about Songland, it it didn't surprise me. Um, But this is a question that I get a lot and I have to deal with it a lot, especially with new artists in an artist development capacity is everybody, which everybody wants to be famous. And I think that's kind of the problem with our industry right now is nobody is focused on wanting to be successful. Everybody just wants to be famous and they'll sign whatever they have to sign and do whatever they have to do, give up whatever they have to give up in that moment for the opportunity or the chance at fame. There have been some new details that have come out uh, the rap.com has a great article um, about Songland and some of the contract language that if you want to be a contestant on this show, that you're going to have to sign. And it troubles me. It troubles me a lot. I think that a lot of people, yes, they want to be famous, but I think they're ignorant. 
and I don't mean stupid. I mean, legitimately and literally ignorant. They don't know the facts. They don't know the the music business well enough. So when they get their first taste at something like that, they just jump at the opportunity because they don't know any better. And I don't know how many times, how many videos, how many podcasts I have made on focusing on being ready, being knowledgeable, learning and educating yourself about the music business. It doesn't even just have to be about the music business. If you want to get involved in anything, you've got to educate yourself. You have got to become knowledgeable about what it is that you're getting ready to get yourself involved with. Some of these young artists and songwriters, they don't know enough. They haven't educated themselves to know what they're getting themselves into. So they just sign anything because they want on that stage and they want on television and they want millions of people to know who they are. Such is the case with the new show Songland from Adam Levine and NBC. Now, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read it verbatim. I've got it right here on my phone. I'm I'm not going to paraphrase it. I'm not going to put a spin on it until after I've read the exact language that is in the contract that any contestant that wants to be on or apply to be on the the new show Songland, they have to sign this. And here's what it says. And like I said, I'm going to read it because I want it to be verbatim and I don't want there to be any mistakes or anything like that. This is the official legal language in the contract. It says, quote, I represent and warrant that I own all rights to such music and that no third party has any right, title, or interest and or to the music, and I grant producer the right to record, reproduce, and publicly perform any such music in connection with the program or any other work without any way limiting the waivers and releases set to forth herein i waive any claims to royalties of any kind whether accruing now or in the future from producer and nbc universal for the use of any such music or any other music including without limitation any applicable copyright public performance mechanical and synchronization royalties now, I'm going, I'm going to try to make this as short as possible, uh, but I want to give a brief overview and educate you just a little bit before I dive in and give my two cents on the wording in this contract. There's something that you, you need to understand because I got hit with it this weekend and it's a big, huge misconception in the music business when it comes to songwriting. We as songwriters, professional songwriters, we do not sell our songs. Let me make this very clear. I want to say it again. We do not sell our songs. Here's how the process works. We write for publishing companies. We write the song, we demo the song, we turn the song into our publishers, and our publishers then have creative directors and song pluggers. They give those songs to the artists that they know are looking to record an album or an EP because they communicate regularly with the A&R staffs at all of the record labels and the management companies. They take those songs, they pitch those songs to the artists. Then if the artist cuts the song, the way songwriters make money is 
when that song gets printed on physical CDs, we get a mechanical royalty. So we get paid for every time that song is sold on a CD, even when it's just printed, you get a mechanical royalty. When the song's performed, you get a performance royalty. So we collect money from the printing of the CDs that the label does, from the sales that the the album or EP generates, whether that's digital or physical. Then when the song, and if the song plays on radio, you get we get paid for that. And then we also get paid for streaming. When we get paid, we've talked about this, literally nothing for streaming. But anytime that song is used, there's a usage of that song or a sale of that song on its own or as a part of an album or EP, that's how songwriters make money. We do not sell our song. So there's not a scenario we're sitting around, we write a song and then we take it and we sell it to this artist for X amount of dollars and we give up the rights to it. That That is not the way that it works. Now, if you have a publishing deal, nine times out of 10, you have given up some of your publishing side of your royalties to that publisher for the services that they provide, the creative services, the plugging services, setting you up with co-writes, all that kind of stuff. That is standard and that is totally fine. But we don't ever give our rights completely away to anything. That is exactly what the show is wanting songwriters to do. And if you read carefully and you study the verbiage, it also means there's another part of the contract that states not only does it include songs that are written while you're on the show, it also includes the songs that you're going to submit to the show to try to get on the show anyway. So if you if they want you to submit two or three songs, then and they pick you to be on the show, they own the songs that you submitted. It also says later down in the article that there is additional language uh, in this contract that says that there will also be other addendums and and contractual language that the songwriters are going to have to sign. It says that the site also states that aspiring songwriters who are selected to appear on air will also, quote, enter into further agreements or sign other documents for rights to the songs the show's producers may use. So here's what this means. If you want to go on this show, you're a songwriter, you want to go on this show and you want to get discovered, then every song you write on the show or submit to the show, they are going to own 100%. So if that song is ever cut by another artist, used by another artist, which why in the world would they even have a television show if that wasn't the ultimate goal, if they weren't going to have that songwriter write these songs for other popular artists that they can put out and make money on? That is, that's the whole purpose. There's two reasons for these television shows. The Voice, it's to make money selling advertisement and selling music. Those are the only two reasons. So you're going to write these songs on the show and you do not own them anymore. You're not going to get performance royalties. You're going to sign. You're going to assign 100% of your publishing rights and 100% of your writer side rights over to NBC Universal. So no matter if you're on that show and you write a song and Adam Levine loves it and Maroon 5 cuts it and it goes on to be the biggest hit Maroon 5 ever made, you will make zero dollars. For being the songwriter. Zero. Because you wrote the song on the show, and if you sign this contract to be on the show, NBC Universal will own 100% 
of your rights to that song. They own the copyright. They own any mechanical licensing, performance royalties. They own it all. Guys, that's troubling. And I have to say that if you are a songwriter and you care enough about the craft of songwriting, you would never sign an agreement like this. When I'm developing an artist, one of the the processes that we take on behalf of the artist that we develop is we try to get them publishing deals. In that process, we, we go in, we talk with the publishing companies, and they either offer the artist a publishing deal to write for their publishing company, or they don't. But we also look very carefully at those contracts. We make sure that the artists that we're working with or the songwriters that we're working with are not being preyed upon and that these contracts aren't predatory. Guys, contracts like this, the best word for them is predatory. They are playing on your desire to be famous. You're giving all the cards that you hold in your hand. You're showing them to NBC Universal or the publishing company that you want to sign with. And I'm going to put this out there right now. This goes beyond this show. It goes beyond American Idol. It goes beyond The Voice. Guys, if you're ever in a situation where somebody asks for 100% of everything, turn around and run the opposite direction. Never sign away your writer side, any portion of your writer side. That's why there's two sides to publishing and songwriting. There's the publisher side and the songwriter side. If you want to sign a publishing deal, you are going to assign or give away, give up some of your publishing side. That's the way it works. They perform all the creative. They pay for the demos. They're paying you a draw. It's a draw against future royalties. They are paying you in an in, in exchange You're giving up a piece of your publishing. But don't ever give up your copyright. Don't ever give up 100% of the copyright or any of your songwriter side. Companies that ask for pieces of your songwriting side are predatory. And they are preying on your fears and and wanting their well, they're preying on the fact that you want something to happen. We all want something to happen. We all want to believe that this person can help us. But don't ever sign away 100 percent of anything. And I'm always amazed at this because we see this all the time. We see it with record deals. We see it in publishing. We see it with these television shows in particular. And I'm always shocked at what people are willing to do and what people are willing to give up for their 15 minutes of fame. Guys, it's not worth it. Sure, American Idol and The Voice and probably this show will help a few people. And, but I can say this, very few of the people that I've worked with on The Voice or American Idol, most of them wish they had never done it because of the contractual situations. And if you look at it, none of those shows have really launched superstars in a very long time. They were successful early on with Kelly Clarkson and Daughtry and Carrie Underwood. But it's been a very long time since any of these television shows launched a bona fide superstar. The Voice has never launched a bona fide superstar. Ever. So this is something that, and I wanted to do the podcast on this today because it is something that just really, 
gets all over me and it's very close to my heart because I, I have a heart for songwriters. And I hate to see a show come along like this. And I'll be real honest with you. I'm disappointed in Adam Levine because I like Adam. I also find it hard to believe that being a songwriter himself, that he would be okay with this. It's one thing if you're an artist and you're not really a songwriter and you want to give up whatever to be on The Voice or to be on American Idol and you want to lock yourself down to those contracts that have language that you're not allowed once you get off of the show to release music for X amount of time, which really means that if you don't win the thing, it's really hard to take advantage of being on those shows. It's kind of different scenario when you're talking about an artist, but when you're talking about a songwriter, this is your intellectual property. This is your invention. This is your creation. And I cannot believe that there are songwriters out there willing to do what the language of this contract says to be on this show, which means you give it all up. You give it all away. What is the purpose of being on a show this way if you're not able to write songs that you own to go on and be successful? Again, one of the major differences how this is different for an artist versus a songwriter is is an artist can, if you do it right, come off of one of these shows and go on to have a very successful career. Now, you may not be a superstar, but we've talked about that in the past. Are, are you is your focus becoming famous or becoming successful? If you want to become successful, there is a roadmap for coming off of one of those shows and and actually going on to have a very successful career. Now, not everybody in the world is going to know your name, and I know so many of you, that's what you want. But once you get that out of your head and you think about being successful and you think about success and having a prosperous life, there's a way to do that. With a songwriter, the songs that are going to get you noticed, you own no part of anymore once you go on this show. And for songwriters, it's a little bit different. It's not going to be like you're going to give up all your rights to these songs that you submit to the show or write while you're on the show, and then you get off the show, and then you've got all these offers for publishing deals because you wrote that song. No, the, what's going to make those songs special that you wrote is because they were written on television, and millions of people were watching them. So it's going to be very difficult to even use the songs that you write on the show as leverage to get a good paying publishing deal once you get off of the show. Because the only property they're going to want are songs that you wrote on the show. That's called Schedule A. When you go in to uh, sign a publishing deal, they want you to bring so many songs in with you. So you've never had a publishing deal before, but you have a catalog of 110 songs that you've written. Any publisher is going to want you to do what we call Schedule A, those songs. That means that you're bringing those songs into the deal. So that it gives the publishing company uh, almost immediate interest in you as a songwriter. It gives them something to run with right away. It gives them some property up front for what they're going to be investing in you as a song or songwriter by way of paying for demos, paying a draw, uh, paying, you know, set, paying for creative staff and, and everything else that goes into running a publishing company. That's standard and that's okay. 
If you've got songs, they're going to want you to bring them in. But if you're a songwriter coming off of this show, you have no rights to the copyright. You don't own it's like you never wrote them. Think about that for a second. You go on this show, you write some songs that become very successful on the show or after the show for an artist, a, a major label artist that has a huge following that's going to go on and be number one on the charts. You don't own any. It's like you never wrote them because you don't own them. You're giving 100% of the ownership to NBC Universal and their affiliates. So when you go to a publisher and you say, hey, I was on Songland, I'm looking for a publishing deal. You have no Schedule A because you don't own any of those songs. The only songs they would be interested in are the songs that you wrote in front of millions of people on national television. You don't even have that going for you. So guys, I encourage you to stop and think. Stop thinking about being famous and think about being successful. If your songs mean anything to you and you really consider yourself in here, in your heart, a songwriter, no craftsman would ever give up their intellectual property, their songs, their heart. They would never give them up for a shot at 15 minutes of fame, ever. One of the things we're asked to do all the time, I've been asked this um, multiple times in my career as a songwriter where a major artist wants to cut a song. You get contacted by the producer and they're like, hey, it's between your song and you know two or three other songs. We really like your song. It, it, can we do anything with the publishing? Do you have any room to maybe share some of the publishing? That's a barter. Do you want the cut? Do you have 10, 15, 20% that you can give up of your publishing to ensure that you get that cut? Absolutely you do. And it's worth it. Well, sometimes it's worth it. I've turned it down on a few occasions because it just wasn't worth it to me. And I didn't like the person asking the question, quite frankly. But there's always deals to be made. But I can't see the positive side of giving away the farm for nothing because there are no guarantees. There's no guarantee you're going to win the show. The only guarantee that exists in this whole thing is that you don't own your songs anymore. That's the number one guarantee. And if you're a songwriter and you don't value your work, your art, any more than that, then you're not a songwriter. You're just somebody that writes songs and wants to be famous. There's a big difference between the two. I've noticed on Facebook the last few days since this has really started circling that the songwriting community here in Nashville has a lot to say about this. As well, they should. Songwriting's already becoming a dying art. It really is. You know, in a world we live in where people no longer really value music. I mean, let's face it. People would rather stream the music for free than pay for it. So I'm not saying anything new here. We all know people don't value music the way they used to. But if we, the creators, also play into the fact and play into contributing to people not valuing our music because we'll give it away for free, 
then we're a part of the problem. And we're not a part of the solution. There's nothing we can do to go backwards. The music business will never be the way that it was 25 years ago. The success level of those of us that create the music that make these artist stars will never see the revenue and the earnings that we used to make back then. The artists, quite frankly, aren't making what they used to make back then either. Everything evolve, evolves. Everything changes. The music business is no different. Some of us can accept the direction in which we're going and we can pivot and learn and find a way to make our expertise valuable in a world where people don't value the product very much. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a high wire, tight rope walk. I'll be real honest with you. But I can't see living in a world that evolves to a point where if we, the creatives ourselves, don't value our creation, how in the world can we expect other people to? Earlier this year, songwriters all over the United States rallied around the Music Modernization Act. And we held Congress responsible for changing laws that had not been changed in decades, 40, 50, 60 years when it comes to streaming and performance royalties. It's time once again for us to band together, stand strong, and let the truths be known when it comes to shows like this or predatory publishers or anybody that tries to take advantage of people that should be kindred spirits to us. I was watching uh, and listening this morning to the Graham Cochran show. I love Graham's podcast. and I love his show. I, I, I think he's a great guy. I don't know him personally. We've exchanged uh, a few messages, uh, DMs on Instagram back and forth. But his podcast this morning was about collaborating instead of competing. And I highly recommend that you go either watch it on YouTube or download it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're in the music business, you want to be in the music business or any business for that matter, I highly recommend that you take a listen to his show about collaborating and competing. I messaged him this morning and I said, this is a message that a lot of people need to hear and that I really appreciated the podcast today. And I made the comment on his YouTube channel that in the music business, there's a culture of me and not so much we. Well, guys, I see so often everybody on Facebook, on social media, when I'm in co-writes or when I'm with a record label or whatever scenario I'm in, I constantly hear people talk about the business needs to change. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. We have to make it better. Well, guys, unless we stop acting like a group full of me's and we start realizing that we're all in this together and we start acting like a very powerful group of we's, nothing's ever going to change. And people are going to keep giving up their dreams, keep giving up their property, keep giving up their souls for 15 short minutes of fame. 
What this show Songland is doing is wrong. I'm disappointed in Adam Levine. I expect it from a major corporation like Universal. Look, I've written songs and produced music for television shows and films. This is standard. When you get this contract, it's okay, here you go. Sign this. We want to use it. We want to own it. If you know that going in, sometimes that's okay. But when I sign a contract like that, number one, I don't ever give away the copyright. I give away some of the mechanical. I'll give away some of the publishing. But in exchange, they're paying me a lot of money to do it. This is giving up everything for a chance, for a shot. And guys, it's not worth it. I, for one, will not be watching this show. I'm going to discourage everybody I know from watching it. If you're out there, you're watching or you're listening to this podcast and you care about artists, you care about songwriters, I don't think you should watch it either. Because shows like this are taking advantage of creatives. And I, for one, just can't be okay with that. I just can't. Graham talked about it on his podcast. Like I said, please go check it out because I think you'll find it very valuable. He said, we've got to start collaborating instead of seeing each other as competition. There's strength in numbers. And guys, we've got to stand together. If we want to create a better world and a better business, a better business model, so that we can do what we love, and we can provide the world with one of the most important things that has ever been. And that's music. It changes people's minds. It changes people's lives. It is the soundtrack to our well-being. And even more than that, it's the soundtrack to humanity. We can't keep giving it away for free. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. If you don't know by now, we are we have three episodes a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon. You can get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, whether that's Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're there. Or you can catch the episodes on YouTube as well if you want to see the video side of things. Wherever you are, don't forget to subscribe. Click that subscription button. Make us a part of your Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Or if you subscribe to the podcast, it will download to whatever device you listen to, let you know and notify you that it's available, and you can listen on demand anytime. I also want to encourage you to, it's absolutely free, to sign up for my weekly newsletter, The Revolution tips, tricks, advice, and a lot of personal stuff from me. If that's something you think you might be interested in, visit thestevefreeman.com. It's absolutely free. I'm not selling your information or anything like that. So settle down. All you people out there giving your songs away for free are worried I'm going to sell your email address. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Guys, thank you for being here. And as always, keep being creative. Keep pressing the boundaries. And there's nothing wrong with being independent. See you in the next one. Let's